this is this is your episode. He had a chance. He could have been on here. So, you know, he had a chance to defend himself. Yeah. But, so he's 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 gonna take some slings and arrows now. Welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. All right, well, welcome back to this episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast. This is yet another episode with technical difficulties to get us started. Not that you, the audience, need to know that, but hey, Kinga's sitting here with me and she's been really patient as we sorted out tech. But my guest today is Kinga Borkowski, and Kinga is Chef Kinga of Good Morning Tacos. And before I let you talk, I'm going to say I was on your website and you said one thing on your website that I would have thought controversial, but actually it's not. So, but first coffee, I always say, but first coffee, your website says, but first tacos. To each you might be onto something. You might be onto something. So Kinga, <laughs> tell my audience a little bit about you and, and tacos. Um, so I actually did not start doing tacos. I started um, going to nursing school. That was close to 20 years ago. Um, very short-lived. Honestly, I realized I was way too emotional. Cried way too many times. <laughs> um, but I've honestly, I've been cooking for my family for such a long time. And I realized that is cooking is my way to help people. You know, okay. uh, yeah, and I enrolled in culinary school, Le Cordon Bleu, you know, rest in peace. It's, it's no longer existent. <laughs> oh, really? Sucks. I did not know that. I did yes. not know Yes, the only one that's open is the one in Paris. Interesting. Yes. So you went to Le Cordon Bleu in? Chicago. Chicago, okay. Chicago. Well, let me ask you, let me stop you. You said you were cooking for your family. So did you grow up in a household where food was a big deal? Yes, for sure. Uh, breakfast okay. was the biggest meal of the day. Um, oh, it was, okay. yeah, that was probably the only time we were all able to sit at the table and, you know, chit chat and talk about what our day's been like, you know, our okay. week. So, <laughs> so what was, what was a typical, so I grew up in a household and my, my dad would joke that the only thing my mother knew how to make in the kitchen was reservations. <laughs> I, I, I grew up in, um, I probably ate at more restaurants than any of my friends combined, frankly. I mean, we, okay. four to five nights a week, we'd eat out for dinner. My mom, my mom doesn't, she's not a cook. She doesn't like to cook. So whenever I hear somebody who like, I was cooking for my family or we'd gather together at the table and I'd be like, I, I don't have a real great frame of reference for that. So what was breakfast like in your household growing up? Oh, breakfast was either scrambled eggs with a bunch of bacon fat in there <laughs> or as, we would as, have as, like, as it should be as it, yeah it, okay yes okay. um open face sandwiches which is very polish really okay yeah like ham um cucumber slice of cheese a little bit of mayo that's usually what breakfast consisted of <laughs> okay so i have a friend whose wife is danish and they'd kind of do this open face sandwich thing also and I'm a little perplexed. So, so help me out. Um, how long has your family been in the States? First off, let's uh, go. Uh, 
30 years. Okay. This so year. recently. Okay. So they, <laughs> yeah. they, they, they moved from, from Poland to Chicago. Uh, yes. Okay. From Poland to Chicago. Yep. Okay. Okay. So help me out, even though it's a Washington state show and we're talking about Poland and Chicago already, but you know, what the heck open face sandwiches, cucumbers and all that for breakfast. That seems <clears throat> to me, that seems odd. Okay. To you, you got this smile on your face and it's, you know, and, and uh, <laughs> how do you think that came about o- open face sandwiches for breakfast? What do you think? I don't know. I feel like my grandparents, honestly, my grandparents ate open face sandwiches for breakfast, lunch. Honestly, they even did supper. It's just okay. constant sandwiches on carbs on carbs on carbs. You know? Carbs on carbs on carbs. Okay. <laughs> yes. So was there a type of bread? I mean, were we just using Wonder Bread or was there a, is there, I'm kidding. Hopefully, hopefully. It's always rye. Always rye. Like a always light rye or a dark rye? Light dark. or dark? Dark for sure. Okay. All right. So kind of hearty. Yes. Hearty Very bread. much so. Yes. Okay. A lot of carbs. All right. So this is what you grew up with. Scrambled eggs with bacon fat, which yes, you can put bacon fat in just about anything, frankly. Um, <laughs> just saying. And open face sandwiches. And what else? So how young were you when you started participating in food prep in the kitchen? I'm going to say I was as young as seven. Okay, so a little, a little kid. Yes, very a little. little. Okay. But I definitely did not enjoy cooking for maybe, I'm going to say until I was like 14 or 15. It so was what a do you chore. Think, what do you think changed? I'm going to say just seeing the smile on my family's face. Okay. Like I, I wouldn't always follow, you know, my mom's recipe. I would kind of <laughs> go off and do my own thing and... My mom would mm-hmm. be like, oh my goodness, this is so delicious. What did you do? I'm like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Just eat, eat, eat you know? <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't ask. Don't ask. Don't ask. Just eat. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So you, you went, you went through school and you, after, after high school and all that, did you, did you go straight from high school, like into nursing or what, what did you yes. do after, after high school? Yes. Okay. Uh, high school to nursing. And like I said, very short lived, um, and I decided I need to do so, something with my life. And let me just, you know, I ended up going to culinary school. And right out of culinary school, I worked at the highest volume Italian restaurant in Chicago, Cortino, which I still miss a lot. Okay. <laughs> yes. And okay. from there, I just, um, I went to work at a few restaurants at the largest restaurant group in Chicago, Let Us Entertain You. Um, I also helped launch a few restaurants in both Chicago and Seattle. What was the connection? I mean, you know, the same, same ownership group. No, 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 no. Uh, no, it's uh, Chicago. It was actually a different restaurant group. And then when I moved here, I helped launch uh, dreamland out in Fremont. Okay. Yes. Well, I have to give you a, a hard time because you acknowledge that you're a Chicago Bears fan. So I have to you know, just give you a hard time because I'm a Seahawks fan and you That's just fine. went to the, you went to the game and, did, you know, Hey, right. it was preseason. didn't count, but growing. So why did you leave Chicago? Cause I'll go on record and say that my opinion, I think Chicago's the best American city. I love going to Chicago. So 
I don't know that I'd want to be there in winter. <laughs> no, no, no. But why did you leave Chicago? Um, just like many people, uh, my husband got a job with Amazon. So when Amazon called, you go. That's the only okay. reason why we moved. Okay, so you moved. You moved from Chicago. You, you moved here because of Amazon. Okay. Yes. All right. And how do you like it in Washington? I'm going to say I love Washington more than I love other parts. You know, like I don't necessarily love Seattle. Okay. Um, but, you know, east side, we've lived on the east side for since we moved here. Um, the east side, just for clarification, uh, east, side, east of, of Lake Washington, not yes. eastern Washington. Yes, right, right. yes, yes, yes. Okay. Meeting Bothell, Mill okay. Creek, Everett, yes. Okay. And you like living on the east side of the lake? I do. Well? I do. Okay. I also love, you know, wine country in uh, Woodinville. Can't beat that. Okay. okay. <laughs> what do you miss about Chicago? Um, I think we discussed this. I absolutely miss Wrigleyville. I love going uh, to, oh God, I miss Cubs games. I miss the bars, the rooftops, oh, the food. Actually, I'm going to say that I miss food the most in Chicago. Really? <laughs> the food scene, uh, yes. Okay, so if, if if I could magically snap my fingers and put you back in Chicago right now, where it would be, what, 5 o'clock Chicago time, so dinner. And you could go anywhere for a meal in Chicago. Where would you go? I am going to Lumonati's for deep dish pizza. And what? Oh, okay. What? <laughs> what would you have with that deep? What type of deep dish pizza? Uh, deep dish with sausage patty, bell pepper, and onion, extra cheese. That is our go-to every time That's we're there. Good. Okay. So this probably has nothing to do with deep dish pizza, but this is a pizza question. Very simple. It's a yes or no answer. Pineapple, yes. Pineapple, no. No, no way. No, no way. <laughs> we can continue the conversation. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I love pineapple. I love pizza. I don't like them together. No. I just, I, it's just not my thing. Okay. Have you found pizza in the Seattle area that is acceptable? I don't want to say it's going to be. You know, because if you're a deep dish fan, we, we're not going to compete with that. But have you found pizza in Seattle that you like? Um, yes. We actually went to West Seattle, uh, Moto. I believe Moto's oh. been around for, oh, I'm going to say a year. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. So that one's okay. Detroit, Detroit style. But I'm going to okay. say that's the best pizza we've had in Washington. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Detroit style is something that I hadn't heard of until fairly recently. And I don't think of, so when I think of Chicago, I think of food and art. When I think of Detroit, I think of cars. So I don't think of food. What in your opinion is Detroit style pizza? What, what's going on there? Uh, Detroit style pizza, I would say is a thick crust a little bit of cheese and topping, right? Whereas Chicago style is, it's a thin crust and a bunch of cheese. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like a, yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's the difference. Yeah. I think I just, I think I would prefer Chicago. I, I kind of like cheese is, cheese is good. Okay. <laughs> so you, you, 
you, you moved out here for your husband's work. And you, you said you opened a couple of restaurants in Seattle. So when you moved out here, was it easy for you to find work in the restaurant industry? It was. Yes, it was. But I definitely was picky on where I wanted to work. Um, mm-hmm. I did work at, I did help launch Dreamland out in Fremont. Um, and then I worked at June Baby and then automatically from there transitioned to Microsoft to do corporate catering. Okay. So you see the funny look on my face. You, you go from a Dreamland June Baby to Microsoft. And yes. when I think of corporate catering, I'm kidding here when I say this, please don't take offense, but I think of like lunch lady, you know, food, you know, slopping it on the plate. I don't think of corporate catering. And it's I know that's wrong. I, I know it's wrong. I know it's wrong, but that's where my brain goes. You know, the whole fish sticks and tater tots and you know, canned peas. <laughs> so <laughs> let, let's talk, let's talk about Microsoft catering. What, what, what was going on there? Was this a, was this like banquet events or is this regular stuff or what was your day to day like at that? Uh, so we actually made breakfast, whether it was breakfast or lunch or dinner for meetings that were happening for the executives, um, that worked at Microsoft. Um, so, we were so based op- in Bellevue. So open face sandwiches. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, this, this was actually very elegant. You would have like uh, Branzino with like, uh, a mint, uh, tomato, cucumber salad. It was, it was actually fantastic food. Breakfast okay. would be frittatas, um, overnight oats. It's killer, killer food. <laughs> okay. All right. Not like your lunch just... lady food. Trust yeah. It's me. not like, not like canned peas slopped on a, on a <laughs> no, metal tray. No, 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 no. All right. And okay. And then why did you leave that job? Was it, was it pandemic related or was it the tacos came calling and you couldn't resist their siren call or what was, what was the, what was that reason? Um, so I was actually let go during COVID. Um, and it was then that I decided, you know, it's now or never either I start my own business or I probably never will. Okay. Um, I didn't want to report to anyone. I, I wanted to be okay. my own boss and, you know, bring my own creations to Seattle. Okay. Why tacos? Why not? <laughs> um, so well like I said, well yeah, yeah. So like, like I said, I, breakfast was a very important meal to my family and scrambled eggs were um, a big component of that. Um, so why not, you know, combine breakfast, scrambled eggs with, a tortilla and ingredients such as bacon, chorizo, pulled pork, which is not yet on the menu, but hopefully will be one day. Okay. I, I, I vote potatoes, for potatoes, potatoes, you know, mm-hmm. and a delicious salsa or hot sauce. Okay. Yes. So this is what I know about you. So help me out. Chicago. Mm-hmm. European food style, okay, open face sandwiches, 
right? Eastern European influence. Come to Seattle, open up some restaurants, catering. Why not is not, I can't let you off the hook with why not. So what, I mean, breakfast, I get that part, but you could have done traditional breakfast, could have done breakfast burritos, you could have done, but why pair it with tacos? What was the inspiration? That would be the multiple trips I took to Austin um, with my husband throughout the years. Oh my God, the amount of uh, little taco shops we would go to. I'm honestly, I'm gonna say that it's mostly, you know, all the trips that I've taken to Austin and um, I realized Seattle doesn't have breakfast tacos. So let's do it. Okay, all right. Before, okay, so the way the way we got connected was I, I read an article in Seattle Times where you were mentioned, um, reached out to you via email. During that period of time, I saw that you had a, a blurb on Evening Magazine. Okay. But, but before the Seattle Times article, I did not know that breakfast tacos were an Austin thing. Just didn't know. Why do you think Austin's embrace the taco? Because I think it's brilliant. I mean, look, there's no, please do not think anything I'm saying is negative because I I think what you're doing is awesome. But why do you think Austin picked tacos? I'm honestly, I'm going to say that has a lot to do with uh, uh, the Mexican heritage. Okay. Yes. But like Dallas doesn't have a morning taco scene. When I go to Dallas, I don't get morning tacos. I, I actually I mean, have no idea. Why Austin? Yeah, I see. Why? I'm just, yeah. yeah, why? Why? Why did Austin settle on there? Why not San Antonio? Why not Houston? You know, why? I mean, it's kind of cool. Austin's got a great music scene. Tacos go great with music, so this is cool. So you you travel to Austin, you keep coming back to tacos. How how are tacos? And I've never been to Austin. Really, one of the low points of my statements. You must go. I, I yeah, and I love music. Texas is a great place. Austin sounds like I should go. How's how are the tacos during the rest of the day in Austin? Um, so there are a few locations that you know I would say are go to. Oh okay. my God, Valentina's! If you've never heard of Valentina's, uh, they're Tex-Mex. They make their own barbecue, their own brisket, okay. their own pulled pork, their own bacon. Uh, another okay. place is Veracruz. Honestly, a lot of the places that we've been to um, served breakfast tacos. All day? All day. <laughs> okay. All right. Which I love. Yeah. No, just, I mean, <laughs> scrambled eggs and bacon. You can do that. That's, that's a dinner meal too. And then All add right. some brisket to it and you're yeah, set. Now we're talking. <laughs> so you come, you get this idea that you want to, you want to pair, we'll call pair breakfast with tacos and kind of emulate Texas, Austin. Walk me through, I, I love hearing how businesses get started. And, and honestly, you know, the pandemic certainly has terrible things associated with it, but so many people were able to, because they didn't have a choice, like strike out on their own. Like, would you have done it if you were still working at Microsoft? You, you might talk about it, but it's hard to leave that job, the security for the risk of your own thing, right? And many of us are frozen by that. So you took advantage of this situation. How long, 
How long did it take you to put this idea together and launch the first pop-up? This was seven months in the making, actually. And no, honestly, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for COVID, I don't know when I would have started this, you know, it it pushed me, you know, absolutely. sitting at home, you know, being being quarantined, not, not being able to leave, you know, made me really decide like, so was was your, was your husband working at home at this time too? Yes. So you guys were trapped in your, in your place together. Were you like testing recipes on him? And did he ever like say, I've had enough tacos, no more tacos? Never. He honestly, okay. it's been, it's been so he's, long and he's still daily. I'm like, honey, what do you want for breakfast? Breakfast tacos. Like, it's fine, but you don't need, let's do something else. He's like, no, that's what I want. <laughs> he loves them, right? Kudos to him. <laughs> One of the things I, I love to ask people is, cause I think we learn from it, right? Is what idea did when you were building the menu, right? You were testing things out. Not everything worked right, right? Not not everything was a was a winner. So share with us what like an idea that you had that just didn't make it. Huh. I'm gonna say the one taco I wanted to make, my first ever breakfast taco I wanted to make that just did not work out would be the migas which seems very simple, you know, scrambled eggs with some tortilla chips in there, some uh, jalapenos, some tomatoes, some diced onion. Seems very easy, but honest, it took me so long. There were so many times I just threw them away. My husband's like, nope, nope, this is not working. This is not working. What wasn't <laughs> working about it? Because you're right, it does sound, you know, now if you look at my hands here, these are 11 thumbs, you know, I'm, I'm mechanically impaired. I'm not allowed to use sharp instruments. <laughs> Um, so I'm not allowed to, when my wife hears this, she'll go, no, you're allowed just get in the kitchen and start cooking. But I am not allowed in the kitchen. Why did that not work? Do you think what was, what was not working? What didn't come together? Cause it sounds like all the ingredients would mess nicely. So what happened? I'm going to say it was the proportions. You have to have the perfect proportion of egg to tortilla chips. It was, um, God, it was like slimy or it was just like mush or it was just too watery. It, it just took a long time. And I, and okay. I knew that if I was going to do the migas, if I was going to put it out, it needed to be perfect. It needed to be exactly like you would find it in Austin, Texas. Right. Yeah. It just, it just didn't work. It, it didn't, okay. but now it does. Okay. You know, it's, that is one of my staple menu items. Now, okay. so. <laughs> so when we talked before and when I, when I showed up to the, uh, the farmer's market, and you, you fed me. And for, again, thank you for the food. <laughs> Amazing. Um, you're, what's your what's your favorite item on your menu? It's like asking you what your favorite kid is. I know, but you know, what's your favorite? <laughs> what's your favorite item? Ooh, I am going to say the smoky poblano taco, which I you did not have. I believe you had the I, bacon. I had the bacon. You had the bacon. Right. Which was very good. Um, very good. Very good. I, Amazing. Honestly, I think they're all good. Otherwise, I don't. I wouldn't put them on the menu. Right. But uh, I'm asking your favorite. It's okay to have a favorite. I mean, it really. Like, what type of ice cream do you like? It's okay to say vanilla or chocolate. It's okay. Yeah. It doesn't mean that the other one's bad. It's just you have a preference. So, smoky poblano. Smoky po- very for, simple. Why? Why for you? What is it about it? What's the What's the flavor that you like there? Is it the smokiness of the poblano? 
Yes, smokiness of the poblano. Um, and then I have the cotija cheese, right? So which is mm-hmm. also smoky, but has a creaminess. And then that has a salsa verde that I make fresh. Well, for the acidity, it, it just works perfectly together, which I also realized because we had an event uh, at Fremont Brewing works perfectly with an imperial stout, if anybody would like to try. <laughs> Ooh, that does sound like a flavor. Nice flavor. Now, I got to be honest with you. I mean, come on. Now, this is, this is, this is just, you know, we all are ingrained. I'm hearing the words imperial stout, taco, and breakfast, which makes me think I'm day drinking, which I struggle with because, you know, I'm not an early morning beer drinker. Um, okay. So let's go. So it took you seven months. Let's, let's kind of walk through that. What, I'm joking. I know that opening a business in the state of Washington is super easy. No headaches. Everything's laid out smooth. Perfect. No, I'm kidding. I know it's not. So we'll skip all that. Menu prep. How long did you spend putting the menu together? Was it the full seven months? Were you, were you dialing it? And I'm sure you're still making adjustments to it today. You mentioned brisket or pulled pork, excuse me, pulled pork as a possibility. I'm going to say it took me, yeah, pulled pork. Uh, hopefully one day I can uh, learn to use a smoker. <laughs> and because I know smoked meat is also a big part of, you know, Austin cuisine, Austin breakfast mm-hmm. tacos. So l- let me focus on these, you know, and perfecting these. And then I could focus on those. Right. Um, menu wise, it took me five months, five months to okay. really get all those menu items down. And so when you were working on the menu, you're testing them on your husband, testing them on friends too. I mean, your husband's palate, you d- I don't think you just tested it on him, right? It wasn't just the two of you going, I mean, did you bring friends into this? Yes, yes. This was a full group. Um, I threw a, actually, this was a Super Bowl. I remember for people came over for Super Bowl, you know, I made the standard items like wings and whatnot. And I go, Hey, we're also going to make breakfast tacos. Tell me what you think. Um, and I have a friend that uh, moved here from Austin a few years ago. And I, she was actually very important with <laughs> what worked and what didn't. So I want to know, how do I get on the tasting menu for future events? Just, just keep me in mind if you're looking for another, another palette to like bounce things off of, just put that out there. So, so you're doing, you're, you're having, you're, you're bringing people in there. They're, you're, you're fine tuning the, the menu. Mm-hmm. And then what little I know about restaurants is that you have to be able to duplicate it though. You can't, it can't, it's gotta be something you can repeat reliably and consistently right you're not okay yes it is just me right so i don't i have all my menus you know all my recipes written down but right now it's just me trying to execute them and you know your husband was there collecting money why why don't you have him putting tacos together no no i've i've had him put a few dishes together i i think it's best if he stays away from the kitchen (laughs) Okay. I don't need a this burning reco- itself. <laughs> this is <laughs> okay. The salsas were those. How was that to develop? 
Um, that was honestly, I'm going to say the easiest. Right. Really? It's, yes. So I have tried a okay. bunch of, you know, salsas in and around Austin. It's not hard. I'm, some people might argue, okay. but putting together like a salsa verde, you know, a few basic ingredients, you know, you got your tomatillos, okay. you have your garlic, you have your onions, you have your cilantro, right? Right. Sometimes put avocado, right? So that was easy. My salsa, my red salsa, I actually incorporate a locally sourced hot sauce, Woodenville Sosco. Which Sosco. is, okay. yes, um, okay. based out of Woodenville. You know, I met this guy, which is also from Chicago, which is awesome. <laughs> so I use his sauce in the salsa roja. Okay. I don't know. I'm going to say that that was probably the easiest part of it. Okay. Yeah. Where was your first event? My public, first event. Public facing event <laughs> for this. Oh my God. That was Woodenville Farmer's Market. May, okay. 4th, May 14th. I remember it. I will always okay. remember it. <laughs> um, once again, we'll go with the negative question. What went wrong? Because, well, you know, <laughs> what I'm going to guess that something had to have gone or like you forgot something. I, I know I would you know, forget things. So what went wrong? Um, this is just a lesson for all the people that want to, you know, do oh. pop ups and farmers markets and all that. You're 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 helping educate. Um, I one thing that went wrong is I didn't bring enough eggs, which is a very big part of <laughs> Oh. Yes, I didn't bring enough eggs. Um, well, you I were at a farmer's market. Could, couldn't you go get them from a local stand there? I, I mean, couldn't you run down? <laughs> no. See, so part of um, a farmer's market is you need to have all pasteurized eggs. Oh, yes. okay. So luckily I had a friend that was, you know, on the way. I'm like, please, can you come and get me more eggs? I'm so sorry. So that's one thing that went wrong. Um, okay. Another thing is um, I didn't. I underestimated the crowd that I would have half hour prior to opening. So I did fall a little behind, you know, which people understood, which I'm very grateful for. But I, I did have people waiting 15, 20 minutes for tacos, which I don't like to do. I don't like people waiting. Right. Right. Well, but you had, you had no frame of reference though. You didn't know. So let me ask you this. What did you think you were going to do that first day? What, what did you plan for? Like the eggs, like you ran out of eggs. So based on the eggs that you brought, what did you think you were going to, to do? Honestly, I went in blindsided. I didn't, you know, I thought being a brand new pop-up, there's no way I could have more than 30, 40 people, you know, okay. but the thing is I had 30 people prior to opening and this event was going on for five hours. So that's terrifying. Yeah. Awesome. Yes. Okay. It was awesome. No, yeah, I didn't. Terrifying. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But I've learned. I've learned. You know, I've grown for that one from that one situation. Okay. <laughs> All right. What was what went okay, so I asked you the negative of it. So that first day, what went better than you'd hoped? I mean, besides customer account, that that sounds awesome. But what else what else did you take away from that going, this is really cool. I this is gonna this might be fun for us to do. All the positive feedback I was getting from the customers, that's 
it was amazing. It actually made me tear up. <laughs> you know, I didn't think I would get such so many positive feedbacks, you know, um, first day, but you know, you learned, right. There were, of course I did. I actually did have a few negative, you know, uh, uh, comments from people, but Hey, it's fine. More positive than negative well, feedbacks. Well, so, all right, let me ask, let me frame a question this way. You, you were part of the dreamland launch, right? Yes. So you were part of, you know, opening a, a restaurant. So there's a whole bunch of uncertainty, chaos, pandemonium and all that. Was that easier on you than doing your first pop-up on your own? Yes. I'm going to say Dreamland was definitely easier, right? Because it wasn't okay. just me. This was a team of, you know, 20 people that was putting okay. this together. You know, it was, I was one person in the kitchen out of 10 Right. Okay. So God forbid something went wrong. You know, there's many other people to, you know, to fall back on. Right. Whereas this, this is all me. Okay. And my husband. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that first day, what you said, May 14th? May 14th. So after you got done, what did you and your husband say? Like, we did it. We're going to do it again. I mean, were you super jazzed? Like, did you, did you feel like, yeah, this is, this is got potential. We were very happy, but also very tired. <laughs> so we're like, you know, this went good. Let's go home. Let's sleep on this and let's talk about it tomorrow. But okay. yeah, next day we, we woke up and we decided let's keep doing this. So did you decide this over breakfast tacos? In the morning? Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> what else? <laughs> okay. Yes. Right. Yes, we decided, you know, this. let's go with this. You know, he's been my number one supporter. Um, he is a cashier. My cashier husband, as I like to call him. Your but cashier husband? Yes, right? he's he's helped me, you know, launch my, uh, my website. Um, he runs my Instagram. Amazing. Okay. Yes. He's my rock. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. Um, well, let's, let's, let's pause here. Let's, 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 on, let's talk about your husband a little bit. So you guys met in Chicago? We did. Yes. So a mutual he's in the friend. IT. Okay. Mutual yeah. friend. Yes. Okay. Did he grow up in Chicago? He did. Yes. Okay. So you guys met in Chicago, big, big city. Not like you bumped into each other. On no, no, no. Street corner type thing. Okay. <laughs> and were you in cooking school or were you working in restaurants at that when you met? No. Um, yes, this actually nursing school. That's, that's where I met. Uh, in, that is what, yes, that's when I met Conrad. Um, okay. He, you know, he was a club promoter. You know, I liked going clubbing with my friends and that's where I met this guy. And Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, Conrad, the club promoter. Sorry, that's... Oh, he's going to love that. He's going to love it. <laughs> it's, this is, this is your episode. He had a chance. He could have been on here. So, you know, he had a chance to defend himself. Yeah. But, so he's, he's, he's <laughs> going to take some slings and arrows now. No, what, how did, how does one go from, what was his path? I don't mean like this, but what was his path to go from club promoter into it? Um, so he's, he's actually, he's in marketing. So he, okay. yeah, he was going to DePaul, okay, well, DePaul University. 
Um, went to DePaul, okay. Yeah, he went to DePaul, and, but he was club promoting while he was going to DePaul, okay. right? He, okay. he also, you know, he ran marketing for some of these clubs, right? Which helped him. Uh-huh. Right. So, no, I don't, he's not in IT. So, if you know, okay. if you ever talk to him, just don't tell him that. Definitely marketing, advertising. He, he's marketing and advertising. Yes. Okay. All right, so he's 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 your biggest fan for this, yes. and I think I think startup independent one or two person companies need to have their partners believe in them and support them because it's well, it's super easy. You just you just well, you just work on Saturdays and you sit around the house the rest of the week. You do nothing. I mean, you know, you're running around doing a lot of stuff that it, in the moment may seem like why am i doing this at least that's my world <laughs> does he show up does he does she show does he with you at every event every event every event that we've had he has been at okay he, he helps that's me awesome. load load the car unload the car you know he okay. loves talking to people and i love cooking okay. you know <laughs> sounds like an awesome awesome teammate yeah so you did your first the woodenville event has your menu changed since the very first time? Um, I have taken one item off and okay. replaced it with migas, which, like I told you, it took a very long time to master, but it, I made it work, right? And that's one okay. of my, I do have four tacos right now, and that's one of my staple items, yes. So let's talk, let's talk all four tacos. We got, let's. Walk, let's walk through them. You've already talked about the Smoky Poblano. That's your your favorite. Migas, you've talked about that. The other two. Bacon, egg and cheese, which is the one you had. Right. Right. Has I'll a, give it a, a big thumbs up. Awesome. And then I also have huevos rancheros con chorizo, which is okay. very hearty, super hearty. Um, the most amount of ingredients. You got uh, black beans. You have chorizo. You have um, pickled red onions. You have microgreens. You have cotija, and then you have a salsa verde. That one's the most photogenic. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, but it sounds like the most complex to assemble. Yes. I mean, yes. If it's just you. If it's just you working this. Um. Okay. Hey, as long as you have all the ingredients, as long as you have all the ingredients prepared prior to the event, you know, there's a term we like to use. It's called sandbagging. Okay. Sandbagging is, you know, just as much of the, each product as possible. Right. So you don't have to cook Mm -hmm. on, you know, on the spot. Right. So you have a decent amount of each ingredient and just top made to order. um, Well, this is a business question, but in, in general terms, what's your best selling item? Our best selling is bacon, egg, and cheese. That is so, our number one item. So the Northwest is not fully embracing the breakfast taco item. In other words, we still want bacon and eggs and cheese. So we're gonna we're gonna take a taco, but we're gonna play it safe. Yes. I'm kind of kidding. <laughs> Have you thought about because I love coffee? Have you thought about serving or partnering with a a, a coffee pop up? To, Cause these are, you know, you're doing these in the mornings at the farmer's markets and great cup of coffee, breakfast taco sounds like an awesome pairing. 
We are actually. Um, oh. So we will be uh, doing a pop-up at my favorite coffee shop, uh, Sidekick in Woodenville, which I'm very excited about. That's going to be in three okay. weeks. Okay. Um, we'll see how that goes, right? So that'll be like a 7 a.m. till 11 a.m., right? Okay. Hopefully, you know, hopefully we can get more people that way. Absolutely. So let's talk about Sidekick for a second because one of the questions I always ask is where's a great place to get a good cup of coffee around you? So that question, so you've, you, you, you've disclosed Sidekick Coffee. What's your go-to coffee drink? What do you order when you go there? I always do a 16-ounce extra hot mocha. That is my go-to every time. <laughs> really? Yes. It's, you know, it was 95 degrees last week, and I got an extra hot mocha. <laughs> okay. How about, how about your husband? What's, does he... He drinks coffee, right? I mean, yes. Make he, sure that. Okay. So what's his go-to? He is a triple espresso macchiato guy. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Not a fan of the extra hot. I'll tell you that, but you know, it's okay. How have you, have you ever tried just their, their like espresso straight or their drip coffee? How, how is it? Oh, it's fantastic. They, okay. um, they work with Herkimer, which is based out of university district, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Um, yeah. they also do a fantastic cold brew. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Cold brews. Yeah. Okay. So I'm a black coffee or, you know, straight espresso guy. I was going to roll my eyes and make fun of you. If you said something like, you know, an oat milk latte. I, no. Okay. no, 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 <laughs> no, but that's, I feel like that's how, you know, when a coffee shop is good, right? It's, if the cold brew is fantastic, you know, the drip coffee mm -hmm. doesn't taste burnt. That's how, you know, a coffee right. shop is legit. Right. And I think, I think tacos pairing them with a, with, with somebody who's doing good coffee would be, I think it'd be an amazing combo. Now, I also think that the tacos would pair very well with say beer <laughs> after, for me, after probably noon, but just saying, um, where have you had the pop-up at that's been the best place for you? Where's been the best fit? Like, like this really works really well for us here. Like, so you did the Woodenville farmer's market. You've done the Lake forest park that I know. Cause that's where I was saw you. Um, what else is our farmer's markets, the, a really good fit or do the breweries working really well? Uh, the breweries or, have worked very well. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to say that our best event best and most successful was bacon bacon eggs and kegs at lumen field this was in yeah, june you were kind of you were kind of alluding to that i was gonna get there so what was that event as i hadn't heard of that one before um so it is a annual event um that they throw i believe i'm gonna say 50 food vendors there's uh and then you have mimosas bloody marys anything you would have in the morning right? Anything you would okay. eat or drink okay. in the morning. Uh, okay. That event was fantastic. Like I told you, when you stopped by, um, we, we slung, you know, 2000 tacos a day. And this was a two day event. <laughs> That's insane to me. <laughs> it's yeah. I, so did you have breakfast tacos the next morning or were you sick of tacos? Cause you, you, you could have been sick of tacos after slinging 4,000 of them. 
honestly, we didn't. That was probably the only time we didn't. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you know, oatmeal sounds pretty good the next day. I could take a break from a taco. After. Was it just you preparing 4,000 tacos or did you have help for this event? Oh, no, no, no. I definitely, um, I had help. Um, my old boss okay. from Microsoft and then um, one of my friends that I worked at Dreamland with, um, they were, I was lucky to have them with me, but I was the only one that prepped for the event, you know, commercial kitchen. This was <sighs> four days, you know, prior to the events, you know, 14, 15 hours of prepping, but it was very smooth. You know, it did. It went smooth. It went very smooth, actually. Very smooth. Okay. And I must admit, I actually did run out of eggs the first well, day gonna... but this was you know i'm gonna say half hour before the end of the event probably should have okay. learned my lesson but yeah so you might have sold another 200 tacos that day might have but hey wow. we'll, ne- we'll never know <laughs> right right Four thousand tacos in two days yes four thousand yeah, I'd be I'd be burned out. I, I wouldn't want tacos for a little while. I'm kind of that just burns me out just talking about it. To be honest with you, like hmm. we what? took a week off. We actually took a week off um, after okay. that just to kind of regroup. You know, <laughs> right? Help help me. I mean, this is this is getting about as detailed as I would go normally. But two thousand tacos a day at this event. What's a what's a kind of a farmer's market average for tacos in a day average for a farmer's market would be 250 so this is eight times what yes. you're doing yes basic math yes Ooh. So, you, so but you're still doing okay wait a second so help me out let's go back to the 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 um Mont Lake terrace farmers no lake forest park not Mont yes. Lake, sorry. lake forest park how many hours is that open? That is from 10 to 2. So in six hours, you're doing ish 40 tacos an hour. So that's four hours. So 10 to 2 is four no. hours. Ten, oh. Oh, well. yeah. You're doing 60, <laughs> 60 tacos an hour. Yes. One one a minute. Yes. Okay. Which Once is again, easy. I'm not allowed in the... Easy. Is it? That Very doesn't easy. seem easy to me. That seems daunting and overwhelming no. to me. You saw me. I was by myself. That was easy. Yeah, but you didn't. You weren't. I was early. It was before it was open. You So walk me through a busy, a busy hour. How many tacos are you preparing at once? Um, so we do have a ticket system, right? So okay. let's just say I have one ticket with a bacon and then the next one is bacon and huevos, right? It's, I, that's where Conrad steps in and I say, so how many bacon do I have? Another term all day, right? So how many bacon do I have all together? How many huevos, right? And you just make whatever, right? Versus working on one ticket, you're working on 10 tickets at a time. So if all 10, so if, let's say 10 tickets had two tacos each, um, 10 of them had bacon, so you're making 10 bacon, yes. five huevos, and five um, poblano. Okay. Poblano, yeah. Okay. How do you, can you tell I haven't worked in a kitchen? <laughs> but how do you keep that, how do you keep all that straight in your head when people are, they're talking to you? You know, Conrad's telling you something. It's not like you get 
to, I, I couldn't concentrate. I'd be like overwhelmed and it wouldn't be pretty. So how do you, how do you keep track of this? What's the secret to this? Honestly, it, I'm going to say it takes practice. I didn't, you know, doing this for 13 years, I feel like you just learned to master it, right? It's, you, you have to be good at multitasking, right? Okay. Remembering a lot. Yeah, it's just not showing, put- not showing your, you know, that you're scared or angry, you know, <laughs> just have to bottle everything up. So I, after college, I, well, I took a job and, it didn't do well. And oh, so I'm sorry. It's okay. That's the story of my business career. Um, and that summer, so I, I had, I dropped out of college and cause I was given, I was given a job offer that was like too good to pass up. And I lasted 89 days. Um, and so here I am, I'm out of college. I managed to get 89 days worth of work experience. Not exactly marketable guy, right? My dad worked for Nabisco. It was a sales rep for Nabisco. And I said, can you get me a job in the warehouse loading trucks? I just need a job for the summer, just something to make some money. I'll be looking for work. I'll do it for a few weeks. I just need, you know, got to pay the rent. He's like, no, I don't want you to work there. You don't want to do that. Well, I know I don't want to do that, but you know, can you, and I bugged him, I bugged him. And finally he got me a job interview and um, the guy offered me a job telling me I had to come back that afternoon to take a drug test. And I remember going, but I'm supposed to go water skiing this weekend. And, you know, there was some, some nice words said to me, but basically the the thing was, do you want the job or not? You know? And so, you know, I go, I I start loading trucks and, and so we would walk up and down this conveyor belt, putting Nabisco cookies and crackers on a conveyor belt that would go into the back of a truck where they get stacked. And I would go home and dream this conveyor belt and numbers. And I think if I was, working in a kitchen like that, I'd be having nightmares about tacos. So that's just the way it is. Oh, I hear the tickets. I, anytime you say that, you say that you think about the conveyor belt. I still randomly, well, I don't anymore, but working in a kitchen, I would come home and I would just hear the tickets. Like as if I'm hearing tickets rolling out of a printer. (laughs) Yeah. See, I I don't think anyway. So you're doing a pop-up now. So you, do you like have a van and equipment and are you working out of a commercial kitchen to get everything staged? Is that the way this all works? Yes. Yes. Everything okay. is prepped, um, in the commercial kitchen transferred in a cooler, um, or mm-hmm. hot box. And a lot of that stuff is, you know, cooked on site. Okay. Yeah. What do you think is net? What's the next evolution? You know, we're going back and forth, um, whether if we want to do a food truck or if we want to go big and, you know, do a brick and mortar, I think we're going to have to see, um, how the rest of the year goes. My goal, my dream has always been to do a food truck. And I felt actually, I thought pop-up would be the perfect place to start, Mm -hmm. right? No overhead costs. Right. You, you can mess up, you know, like on your menu, if something doesn't work, that's fine. Let's transit, you know, let's do something else. Right. I want to say food truck. <laughs> My okay. go, that's, that's what I'm working towards. Well, let me ask you this. Now these are, I'm going to give you two, what I believe are incredibly realistic media portrayals of the food industry. So which one influenced you? The, was it the movie chef 
right? Have you, did you see that? I have, yes, for sure. Okay. Or was it the TV show, The Bear? <laughs> I would say The Chef. Because I'm going... I'm going the food truck. You know, that sounds cool, right? You know, they, they, they made it look like it was fun. And then I watched The Bear because I saw this preview and it was supposed to be, this is a funny show. And I'm like, oh, it's the kid from... Um, Shameless. Shameless, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll watch it. And I don't know. I mean, it was funny in spots, but it was exhausting to watch that show. Did you Have you watched it? I, yeah. I, I don't think it was funny one bit actually. <laughs> I think yeah, it was well, very stressful. <laughs> right. It was it was exhausting to watch. It was like I it wasn't to relax. I, I watched TV and movies to be relaxed and entertained. The bear was like I mean it was I, I hope there's a second season, but it was it was exhausting. Was that portrayal accurate to restaurant work? One hundred percent. In so one hundred percent. Okay. Honestly, and from the was the sh- okay, it was from are restaurants that t- chaotic and yes. that stressful and wow. One hundred percent. Honestly, from the have you seen the show or no? Yes, I have. Okay, okay. So honestly, everything from the multitasking yeah. to yelling at each other to people walking out on you mid shift, everything is spot on. It happens. So you seem like a very sweet person. I don't, I can't really envision you yelling at people. I don't really see that coming out in you. I, I have, I had to, I hate to admit it, but I have yelled at people a few times. Okay. I try not to, but you know, sometimes you need to. But, but sometimes, yes. but then the chef, the movie, the chef, that's not realistic at all. I mean, it was so, I mean, it was great. I enjoyed the show, but there was also, they did a, a cooking show afterwards where the, the chef, the, the real guy who trained the actor to with knife work and all this stuff. Have you seen those shows where they're like making the recipes from the show? Yes. Um, are you, you're, yeah, you're I, talking about the actor from the chef? Yes. Yes. And then the, his, his cooking coach, the Roy, the, Roy Choi. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I have watched that. So, yeah. So I thought, so you, you want to do a truck. So to you, the idea of a truck, why a truck versus brick and mortar? Is it the flexibility that you can? Just going, you know, you don't have to necessarily commit to one location, right? With a brick mm-hmm. and mortar, right? We are still trying to figure out um, where we fit best, whether it be Seattle or Woodenville or Bothell or even right. Issaquah, right? But I'm going to say food truck helps with that, right? Right. A truck allows you to go and do something at Sidekick Coffee and then go to the Woodenville Farmer's Market <laughs> and go to Issaquah Coffee in Issaquah. You know, just exactly. Randomly. Exactly. Places. Now, does a food truck allow you to get away from the commercial kitchen? No, it does not. You still need the okay, commercial so kitchen. Okay. Yes. And are those easy to find? No. Good ones, no. To be honest with you, it is very hard to find a good one. You know, I stumbled upon a great one in Kirkland. Um, But it is like it's sometimes you come across one that's, you know, very small. You know, not enough, you know, you're sharing a walk-in cooler with 
10 people, you know, so you have mm-hmm. a very small space. So it, no, it's so, not easy. So that makes me think of like the refrigerator in the lunchroom at work where somebody stole your lunch. I mean, is that what's happening is that you've, you, you prepped a whole bunch of stuff and somebody else took it and you're like, now what do I do? Yes, oh, yes, okay. yes. Okay. That's exactly what Isn't happens. It? So, so you're gonna you're gonna work the rest in the time that we're recording. This is you know August, late August. So you're gonna kind of spend the rest of the year testing the waters and seeing how the pop up works, and then maybe decide from there the next step. Yes. Um, okay. Hopefully, early next year we can transition to a food truck. Okay. And I'm going to stick so with food truck now, brick and mortar. <laughs> So let me ask you this. What does your husband want? He, uh, he, I think he's leaning more towards the brick and mortar. So would you like my help? Go for it. Because you can just repeat, you know, happy wife, happy life. Just remind him of that. And, and then maybe, maybe he'll, maybe he'll go for the yeah, food truck. No, no, no. He's, he's, yeah, no, he's, I'll let him know. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I will definitely let him know. Yeah, I'm just trying to just, you know, welcome to the podcast, free marital advice. It's worth what you pay for it. Absolutely nothing. Oh. What is upcoming? So like, let's, now the goal of this episode is that it's not necessarily, they have to be listened to in September to be relevant. So, but what's coming up for, for fall? Where, where's, where are you guys going to be popping up at? Do you have anything on the calendar? Uh, the fall we will be, uh, so is fall considered September onwards? Yes, okay. September okay. onwards. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be doing the pop-up at the coffee shop. We will be ending out uh, Lake Forest Park Farmer's Market. Uh, we're also going to be at Woodenville Farmer's Market on their last day. Um, I'm, I'm trying to see, you know, where else I can you know, do pop-ups when it does get colder. Right, because mm-hmm. standing outside in forty degrees isn't ideal. No, no. Well, you're from Chicago. It should be, <laughs> you know, you should be fine. I guess. I guess. Yeah. Put on your big Chicago Bears parka and just you no, know. no, never, never. <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll see. You know, we'll see how long we can keep this going. Um, we will probably take a few weeks off towards the end of the year. You know, to go visit family and you know, regroup. You, you paused right there. You broke up. What was that? Oh, I was just saying that, um, we will probably, we'll see, we'll see how long we can keep this going, you know, to see how many more Mm -hmm. events we can do. Uh, we will probably take a few weeks off towards the end of the year to go visit family in Chicago and, Mm -hmm. you know, Oh yeah. Wintertime in Chicago. Yay. Great. (laughs) If it wasn't for family, we wouldn't be there. Trust me. So what's worse, Chicago, the hot summer or the cold winter? <sighs> I'm going to go with cold winter. Is worse? Yes. Okay. I, I love summers in Chicago. Good. It's it's amazing. All these, you know, patio bars. Uh, it, it's amazing. I love it. That That is one of the other things okay. I miss. Okay. I do not miss driving in the snow. <laughs> okay. All right. So when you're not doing this, what do you guys like to do for entertainment and recreation in in Washington? Uh, We like to hike. We like to take long drives to 
the Cascades, um, like two weeks ago, we drove up to Mount Rainier. We've done that like six times already. Can't get sick and mm-hmm. tired of that. Um, right. We do like to, you know, go out to eat on the weekends. And you want to give some recommendations? My favorite and my go-to would be LaCoin in Fremont. LaCoin? LaCoin, yes. Okay. LaCoin. It's a, it's a modern French-American uh, restaurant. Okay. Um, it's high end, but at the same time, it's very low key. Like, mm-hmm. like I was telling Conrad, you know, you could either get a burger and a can of Rainier beer, or you can do oysters and champagne. <laughs> Depends on what mood you're in. I'll do the burger and champagne. Burger, oh, okay. or the oysters and champagne. Okay. Rainier beer. Come on, you're from Washington. You should like it. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, you're a cider person. I forgot you're a cider person. Well, no, when I was drinking beer, no, Rainier beer was, okay, so do you, you like beer, right? I do. So who's doing some interesting things in the, in beer in, in, around here? What are, you, what are you finding that you like? Because you said Imperial, you said Imperial Stouts, that's, come on, Seattle's like all hazy IPAs and, and you're talking Imperial Stouts, now those are, those are amazing. <laughs> I, well, I was looking for pairings, right? So I had to come up with mm-hmm. pairings for Fremont Brewing. Um, and okay. that's where I don't necessarily resort to Imperial Stouts, but I thought that worked great with uh, Poblano. Uh, I I am a sucker for hazy IPAs. And <laughs> <laughs> I am. I really am. I think, you know, Washington does some great. Uh, I also love Sours, Saisons, which I think Fair Isle out in Ballard does amazingly. Okay. All right. Are you a cider fan? Yes. Yes. I, I don't love it. Now, I don't love it. So I'm going to tell the audience, cause this is audio. She's kind of making this face like, <laughs> yeah, she's not, she's not selling this one folks. So depends on what type of, from. are you a dry are you a dry cider fan or do you like this, the sweeter ciders? What, what, what do you, what's your go-to there? I'm going to say dry cider. My a dry cider okay. from yonder. is probably my go-to. Okay. okay. They make, they make great ciders. Very good. They, you know, they, they're a, I mean, they're a Seattle company, but they, their productions here in Wenatchee. So they do. I have been to so. the yonder and bale breaker. Uh, in mm-hmm. Ballard, fantastic. Okay. All right. Do you like hamburgers? I do. Yes, for sure. I'm not, honestly, I, mm. I love everything. <laughs> I love everything. <laughs> so where's a, where do you go for a burger in Seattle? Burger in Seattle would be LaCoin. Ish. LaCoin. Okay. LaCoin. Yeah. I, I am, okay. I am the burger and can of Rainier beer. Person okay. at Rainier, yes. Fantastic okay. burger. Uh, I don't know. Probably gonna have to think about where else. But that's always my go-to. So have you been to like, you know, Seattle's got like Dick's burgers, drive-ins. Have you been to Dick's? I have. Burger Master? Yes, yes. I've, done, I've okay. been to both, yes. All right, your preference between the two? I'm going to Be say careful. this that, is a judgmental question. It's, you know, I might lose people. Uh, I'm going to say Dix for sure. Dix. Yeah. 
Me, me too. The greasiness of the expo. Perfect. And yeah. I love standing in line. I, you know, it's amazing standing in line. But Burger Master has a, you know, cool pull up, you know, order from your yeah. car, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I miss, I miss going there after, you know, after I love going to see live music. So when I was, when we were living on the West side, you know, I missed, you know, venue closes down, go to Dick's. That was a great nightcap. Always is. (laughs) So hikes, have you gone North? Have you gone up like towards Bellingham or anything like that? We have. Yes. We have gone up to Bellingham. Um, We've done Diablo Lake. Right. So I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Where else? It's honestly, I, I love, I love getting into the car and just driving, just seeing where we right. can. Because then you like two hours outside of you know, Seattle, you'll find mountains. Whether it's you know, east, south, right, west. Well, so last, last not this last weekend, but the weekend I saw you, right? That that Sunday, right? So I left the farmer's market. I drove over by the university of Washington ship canal bridge area. Do you know where the ship canal bridge is? Yes. Okay. So I sat down, had a guest there. We sat down, we recorded an episode, broke a microphone. And I had to go to Tacoma that evening to sit with another group of musicians to record episode. It took me two and a half hours to go from the ship canal bridge to South center. You were very worried. I so, remember you were talking about it. Yeah, so, Well, it was worse than I anticipated. And so when you say two hours, you could be in the mountains. I'm like, no, not really. You can be in South Center. Uh, <laughs> Clearly, I haven't been here long enough to know how long it takes to get you, right in the place. Yeah. <laughs> now, you could go from, you know, you can go from the Mill Creek, Everett. You can go east on two and get to Stevens Pass and be in the mountains there. So you can do that. But... Yeah, Rainier could be, Rainier might be an eight-hour journey for you if the traffic's not cooperating. Depends on how early you leave, right? We usually leave well, at like true. six in the that's morning, true. right? So that helps a little okay. bit. Right. <laughs> have you been to the, have you have you come over to Eastern Washington at all? No, have not. You should. You should check out Eastern Washington. You, you Wine country, you mentioned Woodville, which is great, but you should go to Walla Walla, check out. Walla Walla's wine scene, really, really great wines coming out of Walla Walla. Great food there too, and for that, for it's got some really interesting uh, places to eat. Um, but Eastern Washington's nothing like Western Washington. It's dry desert. Um, let me see. I'll look at my phone just because I can. What's the temperature there today in, in your area? It is currently seventy-seven. Yeah, so it's 93 here today. Oh, no. And in tomorrow, I mean, we're looking at 95, you know, 100 again. Yeah, it gets hot here. Yeah. I mean, it, it's hot, and we get a lot of snow during the winter. It's it's really, it's quite nice. We get real seasons um, without humidity. So it's, a, it's dry. Okay. I will definitely need to check it out. Yes, you should. And you should go to Chelan, too. You'd, you'd probably really enjoy going up to Lake Chelan. So another wonderful area. All right. So I have two, I learned a new, so I, I have this get out of jail free card question, which is what didn't we talk about that we should have like, what didn't I ask you that we should have talked about? 
So we're going to come back to that one. I've got a new one I'm trying out. I have a new one I'm trying out. Cake or pie and why? Pie. I'm going with pie. Um, Cake is a little too sweet, right? And I love fruits. Okay. Um, Okay. And pie is, you know, what I've grown up with, right? Around holidays. What, What type of pie then? Apple pie. Hot or cold? Hot. I will apple pie a la mode any day. (laughs) Okay, great. Perfect. No, no judgment. It was, it was really, somebody asked me that question and I'm like, I really haven't thought about it like that. The and why part is like, now it's getting philosophical. I'm not sure that I've ever thought about pie or cake in a philosophical way. Why? Okay. I agree. Cake can be a little too sweet. All right. What didn't I ask you that I should have asked you? Huh. Uh, What some people like to ask me is why did I not start a Polish pop-up? I have had that a lot. Um, Okay. And I'm going to say I don't think I would do it justice, right? I am Polish and um, I have grown up with Polish food, but I do think that I gravitate more towards cuisines like Mexican and Italian, right? Because I will say that Polish food isn't very flavorful. I'm not not flavorful, but like, you know, there's not a lot of pepper, you know, like there's no, Polish people have never heard of cumin. They've never heard of coriander. They've never heard of like cilantro. Like that to them is just unique, you know? Exotic. Yeah, exotic Exotic, for sure. (laughs) So yeah, that's, people do ask me that and- I, I love it, but it's it's not for me. So what would okay, snapping my fingers, you're you've just opened a Polish pop-up. What would the menu look like? Uh you would need pierogi, which are Polish dumplings, okay. right? Mm-hmm. Um you would also need cabbage rolls, right? Stuffed okay. stuffed cabbage rolls. Uh you would need it's called bigos. Bigos is a it's like a cabbage stew, right? With uh, okay. with tomato, like a tomato base, some uh, sausage. Um, what else? Something with mashed potatoes, right? Mashed potatoes are very big. <laughs> they're, they're actually, okay. that's that's one of the Polish dumplings. One of the biggest Polish dumplings um, has mashed potato and caramelized onion in it. Okay. Okay. You, honestly, you could even just start like a pierogi pop-up. That, mm-hmm. That's that's all you would really need to do. Okay. <laughs> all right. I think you made a better choice with tacos. Okay. They, thank you. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you did. I think tacos is a good, good, good. <laughs> tacos are amazing. I mean, let's let's just let's be honest. Tacos are amazing. They transcend. They're just, I, I, I love watching the food shows on Netflix that have, you know, the the English subtitles and they're all speaking Spanish about tacos or a Latino Mexican food. Have you seen some of those? The, I was watching an episode the other day where they're, what they're calling, but they're taking Doritos basically and they're cutting the bag open and then adding salsa and just making these crazy dishes I don't know what it was called, but I, and then they're, you know, talking about street tacos and yeah, 
Have you ever had a have you ever had a Frito pie? I have somebody calling it that, but that's like saying I had, you know, pizza and I went to Domino's. So yeah, so that's not sure this (laughs) not sure I'm not sure it's the right, you know, it might have been an interpretation of that. Okay. That's that's definitely also an Austin staple. Right. It's topped okay. with some chili, some green onions, some sour cream. Honestly, sometimes yeah. you can find brisket on there. Well, I mean, you really can't go wrong with brisket or bacon fat or bacon. No. I mean, really. No. Well, let's, let's just be honest there. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, first off, thank you so much for taking the time to chat. Thank you. Um, your food, your food is delicious. I wish you continued success. Um, where can people find you online? Where should they, if they want to look up where you're going to be, where, where's your, where's your calendar? Where can people find you? Uh, best bet would be to find me on Instagram at goodmorning.tacos, or you can check out my website, goodmorningtacos.com. Okay. Excellent. Well, Kinga, thank you for being a guest. Thank you so much. Thanks. Join us next time for another episode of the Exploring Washington State podcast.